The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. And uh, Rich, Lord Reeves, is, is back on the show. He did so well last time that uh, we just, like, how could we, how could we not bring you back after the crushing 4-1 uh, and one last time you were on the show? Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, sports betting and fans football on the fields we're in, uh, you just you just ride that wave until you ruin everyone's, you know, uh, until everyone actually puts their hand into your honey pot and you ruin it for them. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so uh, today we are presented by Fantasy Draft, the only rig-free daily fantasy site, bringing the heat again this week, $350,000 guaranteed rig-free contest, the main event. This is the largest and only rig-free contest of its kind you will find for week eight. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at fantasy.com fantasydraft.com with referral code FNTSY and you'll get a free seven-day trial membership. Rich, I need to know, did you have the Chargers either plus two and a half or plus three against the Titans last week? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, it was one I was flirting with, but I actually stayed away from it. Oh, I, that is so tilting to me <laughs> because I, that was, I think that was the sharpest wager of the week, in my opinion. I mean, it was it was definitely you were lined up to hit until the Chargers decided to suboptimally give the ball to their worst offensive player. Until until the Chargers were the Chargers. Uh, I'm still surprised that they overturned the Austin Eckler reception, uh, especially this season when they haven't been overturning anything that's kind of a subjective call at all. Um, I think that that one was pretty borderline for them to call it a touchdown and then for them to definitively say he didn't get in. Uh, and then you had the two subsequent plays, which were also reviewed, uh, where they just tried to jam Melvin Gordon in. With no timeouts, mind you, the Chargers had no timeouts in this situation when they decided to hand the ball off twice in the one-yard line instead of just trying to throw, like, a jump ball to Mike Williams or something. Uh, they tried to jam Melvin Gordon in. Because even if he didn't fumble that ball on that last play, they were going to have another runoff and not be able to stop the clock. I mean, just it's just like it's, – it's an organizational haunting – 
with the Chargers somehow. <laughs> like they have they have different players, they have different coaches. It just it just doesn't matter. This has been like that's just who they are now, you know? The only thing that would have been more Chargers than uh, all the things that have already happened to them is if they would have been the team that lost to the Dolphins. Oh, that I mean, I wish that somehow they were playing them later in the season because like <laughs> it, like that would have been a, that would have been a period where like if the Chargers needed to, like, to to beat the Dolphins to get into the playoffs, I could see them uh like 21-17 losing to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Chargers are going to charge her. They've really found a way to extra charger it uh, so far this season. Yeah, this is this is the most charger season. So as listeners of the show know what we're going to do, we're going to go through each of us are going to make five picks against the spread. We're going to go from our least to our most confident. And uh, Rich, I'm going to turn it over to you to make your first pick. All right, so as a precursor to some of these picks, uh, I'm going to have three road teams in here. Uh, So, so far through seven weeks of the season, uh, home field advantage is officially dead in the NFL. Uh, Road teams are now – Oh, it's mega dead. Yeah, it's in a coffin. Yep, road teams are now 65-39-2 against the spread, 61.3%. Away teams are actually 59-46-1 straight up, 56%. Those are the highest rates at this stage of any NFL season in the 2000s. To take it a step further, home favorites have been absolutely buried so far. Road dogs are now blistering 45, 23-2, and 64% against the spread through seven weeks. That marker is also the highest of the 2000s. Now, eventually, there probably will be some inevitable regression to be, to be set in, but road dogs have been absolutely crushing. So I'm going to start with a road dog, and it's a team that we just saw play one of the worst football games. They actually saw ghosts. Their quarterback said he was seeing ghosts on uh, Monday Night Football. But uh, the, I'm gonna t- the Jets uh, getting six I love and it. a half yeah. uh, o- over the Jaguars. So our my guy Cleve Ta, who I work with at Sharp Football, he dropped this uh, in his you know article this week. Since 1992, teams that have been shut out in a game uh, that are facing a non-divisional opponent the following week are 47 and 10 against the spread, and that actually includes a team that hit last night already in the Washington Redskins. They covered, so it makes it 48 and 10 against the spread. Uh, so, I mean, the, the Jets actually, what they are good at is stopping the run. It's like a one thing that they're probably pretty decent at. Uh, that's what the Jaguars want to do. Gardner Minshew's kind of been fading a little bit. He's been sub 50% completions the past two games. And people forget last week against the Bengals of all teams. Uh, the Bengals, with 12 minutes to go in that game, were, had the ball down a touchdown. Uh, in that yeah. game before Andy Dalton threw three interceptions on five pass attempts. <laughs> it kind of ruined that. He went full Dalton. But uh, I like the Jags in this spot, especially for that trend that I laid out and then what they do well. Uh, I just think that the Jaguars objectively shouldn't be giving this many points to just about any team. No, no. they And I don't even, I don't even like the Jets side of this, but I would just – I would agree with you in the sense of objectively the Jacksonville Jaguars should not be getting a touchdown against – I mean, I mean, even the Dolphins. I think probably they they should not be getting a touchdown. That's where that's where I would stand with that. So probably for uh, for for my fifth one, I I really hate to do this. I I do not want to go back to it, but I mean, just I'm not. I I cannot see Trubisky being favored over anyone, even at home. So I tell me tell me if this is is donkey, but I'm going Chargers plus three and a half at uh, at Soldier Field. 
No, I don't think so. I mean, the the Chargers, like I said, uh, they keep the, they're always in these games. That's what makes it frustrating for them. Like they rarely ever get waxed. I mean, I guess the Denver game, uh, you know, that was the one where it was like really kind of like a, that they were really never really in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a bet against Trubisky. Uh, the defensive line for the Chargers can get healthy too. It would be a big plus. You know, if they get Melvin Inger back or Brandon Meebane, uh, that would help as well. But, the, you know, the, the Bears are just a team that are just run suboptimally, too, as well. Uh, so it's a kind of a battle of, like – Yeah, know, it's, like, it's like two man. coaches who have no clue to, like, playing against each other. Yeah, I mean, they can't run the football. Uh, they lost Kyle Long for the season. They're one of the worst teams at running the football uh, in the NFL. So are the Chargers, especially since their offensive line has been kind of shattered. They might get Russell Okun back for this game, but they also put, you know, Forrest Lamp on IR. So it's kind of, you know, take one step forward, one step back kind of a scenario. Uh, yeah, it's definitely that. But uh, I would definitely just believe in, in uh, Philip Rivers versus Mitchell Trubisky. Right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit the last time you were on. But like a lot of these times, if if the lines are somewhat close, uh, I just sort of think, well, I'm just going to take the better quarterback. Like if it's three points, I just I just want the better quarterback because that's like a very that, – no, no one's going to have a bigger impact on the game than the quarterbacks. And Mitch Trubisky is uh, – He's he's really putting on a show this year. <laughs> it's some kind of show. Yeah, some kind of show. All right, what is uh what is your number four most confident pick? Oh, uh, this one this one kind of hurts. Um, but you know, so we have a lot of like real big lines this week, and uh, I'm gonna get into some of those in a little bit. A couple of those, but uh, one that's a little shorter. It's another road team, but it's a road favorite. It just sets up well for them this week, and I hate to do it because I'm so vehemently on the opposite side of like what happened this week with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I, uh, I'm, I'm with the Packers here, you know, giving three and a half, uh, some places four. In the past seven games against the NFC, the Chiefs are one five and one against the spread. In their past seven games against the AFC, the Packers are six and one against the spread. That lines up well. No Patrick Mahomes. Matt Moore is like a functional like NFL player. He's thrown a, a, over a thousand NFL passes. But, you know, he's a 35-year-old, like, journeyman quarterback. Uh, I think that they're going to probably be pretty cautious with him. The Packers also are, are like, the strength of their team is, like, uh, stopping wide receiver play. So it kind of just sets up well for them. And then the, the Chiefs have only faced, really, three good quarterbacks all year. And all those guys have had really effective games for them. Sean Watson, yeah. Matthew Stafford, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, so uh, Aaron Rodgers is has been a matchup dependent quarterback this year. No matter what anyone will tell you, and it was an oh, objectively smashed. And anyone that the, it's it's funny that Rodgers was in just such a, a great objectively smashed spot last week, and that's the victory lap we we choose to take. And I'm going to talk about the Raiders in a little bit too. Uh, but that's the lap we want to take is him torching a Raiders team that has traveled. 21,000 miles since week two uh, that can't stop the pass. That's the, that's what it's resorted to for your Aaron Rodgers truthers. A tough scene, uh, a very tough scene. And, you know, what's going to be great about this game is that uh, the fact that the Packers are going to cover an arrowhead is really just going to be an argument for the importance of Patrick Mahomes because my suspicion is that uh, if Kansas City trails early, this is going to get – quite ugly because Matt Moore he's yep. just not going to be making the deep throws he's not going to make the most out of Tyreek Hill he's not going to make the most out of Travis Kelsey if Kansas City somehow gets a lead I could see the team being effective with like short passing and Andy Reid you know he's uh, just the master of the screen game but 
I mean, if, if this is 10-0, you can pretty much start counting your Green Bay money like right away. <laughs> that's just kind of that's just kind of the way that that uh, that that one goes. So my number four, uh, I, your your son is going to be distraught to hear this one, but it is the Detroit Lions minus six and a half. I actually think the carry on Johnson injury is probably good for Detroit in terms mm-hmm. of uh, their scoring because they're not going to feel the same need to give Ty Johnson 20 carries or, or 15 carries. And this is a, this is a true story. Best year of Matt Stafford's career in terms of uh, EPA added on, on every play. He's averaging the most yards per attempt of his career. Matt Stafford is balling out under Daryl Bevel. And uh, if your son is listening to the show, tell him to, to cover his ears. But Daniel Jones against Arizona. I, I think that performance against Arizona was every bit as bad as that Sam Darnold performance against the Patriots because it came against the Arizona Cardinals at home. Like I, I, I feel just as non-optimistic about Daniel Jones after that game as I do about Sam Darnold. I think I think Jones might be in like Ryan Leafsville kind of already. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a lot of blowback on our DFS show last week because I, I was heavy on the Cards D. Uh, for similar reasons that you laid out. And then the rain got, you know, definitely helped. And uh, they were actually one of my big hits last week for DFS, you know, actually having cards D. So, I mean, I'm full of green. I, I think this, it's what it sets up well, and you hit on it, is them losing carry on Johnson really allows them to focus more on running their offense optimally through what they've been the most successful at. When you play that pass game, the vertical pass game, it really lines up well in this matchup to be a big weakness, you know, for the New York Giants. Um, Matthew Stafford is first in the league in percentage of 20 yard completions. Uh, he is first in the league in deep ball attempts, 15 yards or further downfield. And the giants are allowing 54% of passes, 15 yards or further to be completed. That's the third highest rate in the league. They're ahead of only the Falcons and the Dolphins so far. So it really allows the Lions to swerve into the strength of their team and the strength of their team is really a big weakness of their opponent. And, you know, at home this week in the, in the dome, uh, I definitely like that call. Yeah, it just it uh, it just really feels like a spot where, like again, this is going to be a spot where if if the Lions are up fourteen zero early on, it's just gonna like with how turnover prone Daniel Jones is, it's just gonna be too difficult of a spot for them to uh, to really overturn that. So moving on now, what is your number three of the week? Uh, so my number three of the week is one where I'm actually going to give away a bunch of points uh, for, the, for the only one because we got some high lines this week. But uh, this game, it's not a home game because it's in London, but technically the Rams are at home. Uh, just, just what the Rams do well just really sets up for everything that we talked about with the matchup they had against the Falcons. So the Rams are really good at pressuring the quarterback, and they're really good when Jared Goff doesn't get pressured. And it just really sets up well. We saw with the Falcons, they just absolutely steamrolled the Falcons. Uh, and they're going to be able to do this probably against a, a Bengals team that have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So they're going to pressure Andy Dalton repeatedly, just like they did, you know, Matt Ryan. And the defense looks a lot better in those spots, like we saw. You know, they only give up three points. Uh, and then when they don't get pressure, because, you know, Goff came into that game last week being third in the league in pressure rate. The Falcons are um, – I'm sorry, the, the Bengals are, you know, uh, the bottom of the league in pressure rate ahead of only Oakland and Atlanta. So, I mean, we're getting, you know, Goff with no pressure – you know, just squeaky clean, you know, be able to play on script and do what he does, even though he still missed some throws last week. But uh, I, I think that there's really limited chances that the Bengals here probably put up uh, more than, you know, 14 to 17 points while the Rams are probably shopping in the 30s. Oh, 
De- yeah, no, no, no doubt about any of that in, uh, in my mind. I think that uh, just like one of the, I, and I think we talked about this again the last time you were on the show, but one of the things I love to do is just wager on teams that are on the way up and then wager against teams that are on the way down. And uh, the, the Bengals, you know, if they just – if they wanted to get creative, I, I think that uh, they could just uh, – you know, what, 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 what injury would they give Andy Dalton? A, a hamstring strain, uh, a calf strain, and now uh, what, Jeff Driscoll is their backup? Like, we could, it, could be, it could be Jeff Driscoll season here pretty Ryan soon, Finley. I think. Ryan Finley uh, oh, is their man. backup. That is their a 20, – 25-year-old uh, rookie quarterback. Yeah, that is a that is an extremely extremely tough scene. But yeah, I I like that side as well. That one was close to being my uh, my number five. I I just in general I'm not crazy about the London games, but I guess as the as the point you are making, which is uh, very well received, which is just it it is not it has not mattered at all, home or away or anything this year. It's it's basically been completely irrelevant. And I actually think there's a, a reason for it though. Um, just that uh, one of the big things that always drove home field advantage was the referees. And now with instant replay, it, it just doesn't matter basically like uh, like instant replay is just going to take out any of that like referee bias. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things playing into it. Definitely. You know, the referee bias, I mean, the secondary ticket market is different now, you know, people uh, you know, are, are, are it's easier to get tickets, you know, to other stadiums yeah. and, no, and, and more people are, and more people are unwilling to go to games now when their teams are bad, uh, as we've seen. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, things that play into it, but uh, home field advantage is dead. Yeah. Okay, so my number three, and everyone, everyone knew this was coming, Arizona Cardinals plus 10. Uh, I just – with the when the NFL sports markets start to treat Kyler like one of the 10 best quarterbacks in football, I will stop betting on the Arizona Cardinals. But they aren't. And Kyler, make no mistake about it, he is one of the 10 most effective quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, his YPA is not there yet, but he is obviously, you know, very good at running. I, like, he's literally been tackled one time this year. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to tout uh, establishing it, but Chase Edmonds was, like, way more effective running than David Johnson was. And... I, and I think Cliff has just figured out a good mix now between being like way too conservative with the horizontal passing and just kind of trying to run it a little bit more often. Basically, I just think Cliff is acclimatizing and he like Cliff is not holding Kyler back anymore. It's been one of the weirdest things to turn my back on David Johnson this season. Uh, it really you got, has. He's, it, he's it, looked really bad, though. It hurts. Chase Edmonds had as many 20-yard rushing touchdowns in that game last week that David, as many as David Johnson has in his career Yeah, uh, in one game. Uh, what's interesting is you want to hear uh, a, a real goofy trend. You know, obviously, you know, this is like one of those weird off-the-wall trends that has no bearing in a particular game, but it's a trend that exists. So, uh, you know, uh, all, all Saints Day is November 1st, you know, so the whole month of October – uh, the Saints really like to play into leading up to All Saints Day. They've won and covered in 16 consecutive games now in the month of October, dating back to the 2014 season. They are 20 and two against the spread in the month of October. One of the weirder, one of the weirder trends that exists uh, into the NFL uh, ongoing right now. And um, Teddy Bridgewater has even carried that over with three wins and covers. You know, the past three weeks. That's amazing. That's like a, that is like that you, you dug deep for that one. How, like, where does that, where do you find that? Like, how did, 
teach me how you came up with that. I, well, I write a weekly article at Sharp Football called Odds and Trends, where it's just like, uh, not, like these weird anomalies. Uh, yeah. And that is one of them. So this one I've been monitoring. I didn't want to drop it for the first game in October. I wanted to see if it held Yeah, true. you wanted to wait. And I wanted to hold it to the last game, and they've actually won and covered, and they've won outright as dogs the past two weeks on the road or uh, on the road in the month of October with Petty. So I really wanted to see it play out to the end, and I was saving it. And it's uh, you know now that they have a bye next week, this is their last game in October. I, I ran it finally this week in that article. Yeah, that's so that's so good. I mean, it is it is an absolutely brutal matchup for for uh Arizona like the Saints defense has been really good their offense is hyper efficient so there's a lot of reasons to think that uh this is not going to be an ideal spot but I just I I can't I can't see myself not wagering on Kyler as a 10 point dog it just it just goes against do you feel better or worse if Drew Brees starts I feel the same. I, I think it, I think it doesn't. I think it doesn't really matter. I, actually, you know what? You prop for ten points with Breeze in there. You probably feel a little bit better because they probably uh, just are not going full on all out uh, the assault in Breeze's first game back, trying to and and trying to figure out what's going on with the hand. And their game plan probably is not as airtight as possible because they're preparing for two different quarterback scenarios. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, should we? Did we do your number three? Now we're going to your number uh, two. We did, yeah, we did my okay, three, yeah. which was uh, Rams. Uh, so my number two is a team that kind of hinted upon when we talked about Aaron Rodgers a little bit, and it's uh, the um, uh, one of the home favorites. I'm going to actually take, and it's Houston against the Raiders. Uh, especially if you get this under a touchdown when it's kind of floated at six and a half uh, and still is hanging on there. So this Raiders team, I, I kind of alluded to it. They haven't played a home game since week two, a game in, in Oakland. They've, their only home game where the stretch was in London. They've traveled 21,000 miles since week two. It's starting to show up, especially on the field. And then we just talk about systematically and scheme-wise, uh, the biggest mismatch in this game is their secondary versus, you know, the vertical passing game of the Houston Texans. And we saw what the gaggle of vagabond wide receivers the Packers rolled out last week were able to do this secondary. Now they're going to be facing, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, uh, you know, a much a much better objective unit uh, than what they faced against the Packers last week. Uh, we saw with Wolf Fuller out last week, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had his highest A dot in a game since week four. Uh, Kenny Stills was 90, played 94% of the snaps. The other thing too, and we always want to get skeptical of wagering against the Texans, is we worry about teams that create pressure on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, and, and the Oakland doesn't nope. do that even a yep. little bit. Yep, they are last in the league in pressure rate, 11.8% of opposing dropbacks so far this season. So if you can't defend the vertical pass and you're not going to get pressure, uh, that's quite the cocktail to get torched. Uh, and we saw that play out last week against them. And, you know, they, they flipped, you know, one of their quarterbacks, Gary and Conley, to the other locker room this week uh, to, the, to the Houston side. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, for where the Raiders struggle, and then you look on the other side, the way to beat the Houston Texans is with wide receiver play. And the Raiders are, are 30th in wide receiver targets per game and 32nd in wide receiver yardage production per game. So the actual pieces of what the Raiders want to do, uh, they're second in the NFL in early down run rate. Houston is third in the NFL in early round early down run defense. So it just really is a cocktail that, that sets up all well for Houston to just do play to all their strengths and all the weaknesses of uh, the Oakland team. Yeah, I, I – I... 
I'm I've liked the Raiders against other mediocre teams. I just don't uh, I just don't think that Oakland. I just don't think the Houston is a mediocre team. Like I think Houston, especially when Watson is not pressured, they're they're just going to score forty on you. Like really without uh, without breaking a sweat. So. My number, uh, my number two. I, I'm wondering if you're going to be on. You probably won't be on this side, but it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three. And uh, the the reasoning for it pretty simple. Tennessee is going to try and establish it, and the Buccaneers run defense. This might be rich the the one game all year where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense actually matters and actually uh, helps them win a game because Tennessee is going to stubbornly keep trying to run into uh into the teeth of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense yeah I, I don't dislike this call at all for the matchup ways because you know they're going to give Derrick Henry 15 to 20 carries anyways no matter what and and the Bucks are a team that even you know only 18 percent of the yardage gained against them has been rushing that's the lowest rate in the NFL and when you apply that to their strength of schedule so far you know they faced you know the 49ers in week one they faced the Panthers twice you know they faced uh, a half of uh, Saquon Barkley their uh, run schedule has been tough so far and they've just completely nuked everybody Uh, they should try to be worse against the run I had some tweets about this during the week they need to focus on being worse against the run because it's just inviting teams to attack the pass they're also first in the NFL in blitz rate uh, which is they which is like a Todd Bowl staple but their secondary is just not strong enough to hold up to the type of defense that they're playing. They're inviting teams to throw on them, kind of like the Eagles in a sense too. Um, you know, they're just highlighting teams to optimally beat them. Uh, now the Titans probably are a team with Arthur Smith, you know, Mike Vrabel. They probably will never get away from that. Uh, so, I mean, I don't dislike that because they're going to try to ram Derrick Henry. The other interesting thing too is that the Titans keep ramming Derrick Henry and they've had one of the easiest run schedules uh, so far in the season and they haven't been able to run the ball effectively at all. No, yeah, it's because Derrick Henry's uh, Derrick Henry's a fullback. It turns out uh, turns out Matt Moore was right way back in the day. Turns out he uh, he figured it out, and all of us, uh, you know, we're stupid and we we just don't get it. Uh, so yeah, that that to me that line looked pretty easy. It was very close to being my uh, my number one pick uh, of the week. So what is uh, what is your number one lock of the week? The gold star lock of the week from Rich Rebar. <laughs> Yeah, so my number one is uh, as long as the Vegas is going to adhere me betting against the Falcons and give yeah, me positive this is lines, mine too. Yeah. I am going to keep taking it. Atlanta is the is the league's worst. They're one and six. They're one and six against the spread so far. The league worst. Uh, and then when you just look at this matchup as well, I and mean, Russell's actually been good playing on the East Coast too, and so is Seattle. Uh, so I'm not really worried about that angle of it. The Falcons are so the Falcons are dead last in expected points added via their pass defense. Um, and it's not even close. Like they are like objectively, they're, they're like 35, negative 35 points worse than the Miami Dolphins so far. Uh, Seattle is third in the league in expected points added via their pass offense. Uh, Atlanta is allowing 3.1 points per possession. That's the most per drive in the league. Opponents have scored on 54% of their possessions against the Falcons. That's the highest rate in the league. Even, uh, you know, oh, oh, outside of the Dolphins. It's second to the Dolphins. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Uh, and then we talk about pressure. I mean, it, Russell, when we get worried about them, it's teams that can pressure Russell. I mean, he's been under pressure on 41.4% of his dropbacks, the second highest rate in the league this season behind Daniel Jones. But Atlanta now has gone four consecutive games without a sack. Their longest streak as a franchise, the longest streak in the NFL uh, since 2008 by any team. Uh, so, the, and then now we've got an injured Matt Ryan, and who he looks like he's going to play and is on track to play. Uh, but you know, uh, he's a guy that hasn't been able to move around. And if you look at how Seattle has fared, they're actually tenth 
in passing points allowed um, uh, to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, but where they even get beat is by running quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, that's not what Matt Ryan's game is, first of all. And now he's a little bit hobbled up. Uh, I'm just going to keep betting against Falcons as long as someone lets me. And for this to only be three and a half uh, where you can get it in a lot of spots, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot higher by the time Sunday comes around. It's, it's higher um, now already. Is it already? Yeah, it's already it's already uh, six and a half at uh, what was in most the, places. What was the super contest line? The super contest line was three and a half. Yeah, so yeah, bang back. Some places, <laughs> some places. Uh, I I should say I'm I'm writing it up in my article as six and a half, but uh, some places have it at three still. Some places still have it at three and a half, and some places have it pulled. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I so mean, it's I like, think, but. Yeah. I, I think that this is a bet all the way up until uh, to seven. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's going to that's gonna do it because that, uh, that was my pick as well. I, I just – Atlanta is just one of those teams that uh, this, is the, this is the chaos season for them. The, the defense is bad. Matt Ryan has declined in efficiency slightly. Uh, Julio Jones does not appear quite as dominant as he has in the past. And all of those slight decreases across the board took a, you know, borderline team to, to just being the worst. And Seattle is a team that's built to steamroll you once they get ahead. Also, this is probably the week we, this is Dan Quinn's last game, right? Uh, I think so. They're on bye. They're on bye next yeah. week. So the, is that when they pull the plug finally? I, I mean, who do they who do they pull the plug on though? Like like what I don't even like what does that even look like for them? Well, he's he's all that's left, right? Uh, I guess they would have to go to Cutter. I guess, man. It's just he's like a- it's just it's so it's so rudderless that I don't even see. I, I don't I don't get like oh okay we fire this guy and then we fire a guy we fired before like it's it's or we hire a guy we fired before. So it just oh, I want it, to this me to happen now. Yeah, I want it to happen too, but it just feels like something that's so pointless that uh, it, like Arthur Smith might be like, uh, or, or not Arthur Smith. Uh, Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank, right, yeah. So I think he just might look at this situation and be like, what's even the point? Like we're, we're not going to, we're not going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm now, okay, now I'm rooting for Seattle 35, Atlanta zero, but uh all my all my teams with Austin Hooper, he still needs to get eleven catches. I mean, you can, so they'll be trailing. Okay, so eleven catches for Austin Hooper, but zero touchdowns for uh, for Atlanta, and then just a just a big big Seahawks. Uh, yeah, roll. Okay, I, that's where I'm at this week. I'm good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see what. Let's go see what my book has. This. Uh, let's see if it's even listed. I bet that uh, I bet that it is probably not listed right now, though. The, I believe that I believe the team just announced that Ryan is going to start. Yeah, I saw that it today earlier. So, so like now, so play. now, now it's it's to seven. Seattle is favored by seven. So seven is the last number I would take. Seven and a half, I think, is probably too much. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's gonna that's those are those are our picks. Rich, <laughs> she'll uh, she'll sharp football to uh, to the people, my man. Yeah, uh, sharp football analysis is where I'm at. You know, all the fantasy DFS content, I do chime in and do a little bit of player props and betting stuff as well. And if you go for the rest of the season, if you use the code SHARP33, 
You can get 33% off anything you choose on the site, whether it be a week pass, a month pass, uh, rest of the season, uh, anything all-encompassing, you know, betting, props, fantasy, whatever you decide. But Sharp 33 will get you 33% off uh, any of those things the rest of the season. There we go. That's uh, that's a pretty pretty good deal. Rich, thank you very much for doing the show. Check out sharpfootball.com. Check out rotoexperts.com. Check out sportsgrid.com. And uh, we will be back. The next podcast you're going to hear is uh, the Gilcast. So hope that uh, hope Sunday goes well. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.